an encouragement that my mom gave to me when I was dating. And she said, Emma, I want to really encourage you to not compare your seasons. I say that because I think whenever we're single and we have all this time in the world to be with our friends and hang out and make all of these plans, and then we step into a dating relationship, it can be easy to think that it's going to look exactly like how it always has. What's up, incredible, loved, valued, on-purpose humans? I am Emma Mae McDaniel, and I'm so grateful that you are on the Have You Heard podcast. This is such a joy. Friends, we have one of my very best friends on the podcast today, which is such a blast, Miss Millie Taylor, and we're going to be talking about the unique navigation of being a good friend while also being a good girlfriend and I am really excited. I'm praying that through this episode you're going to be encouraged knowing that you're not alone and you're going to be given wisdom and practical advice on how to navigate that season well. So friends, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Millie, welcome to the podcast. Hey Emma, thank you. I am so honored to be here. This is so fun. This is a blast. I'm so honored that you're on here. I think this would be such a sweet way to kick off our conversation for you to tell people about who you are. And also, since we're talking about Uh our relationships with our now husbands, tell us about your relationship with your now husband, Theo, and how you guys met. Okay, well, my name is Millie, as Emma said, and Emma and I have known each other for five years now, which is crazy because I feel like it's been a lot longer than that, but also time flies. Um, so I, we went to school together, we went to undergrad together, we lived together for a couple years, and my husband and I got married in June and just moved to Memphis, Tennessee, where I am an optometry school, which is super exciting and super fun. It feels very surreal. So me and Theo, we met in January of 2020. Um, we met at the airport, what a year. which is really sweet. I know. <laughs> what a year. I feel like it's crazy. We met like right around the time and started dating right around the time of the pandemic. So that made things really, really interesting. Um, Emma knows. Emma was there. Um, it was like really, really interesting navigating being in a new relationship and also trying to just like handle a lot of really complicated things with the pandemic and with school and just with life in general. So yeah. that was like definitely a challenge, but we got through it and we're happy. So it's fine. Oh. Um, but yeah, so we met January, 2020. We got engaged October of 2021. And then we got married June of 2022. And we've been married about eight months now, which is, is wild because I feel like yeah, it's wild. Time really does fly. Yeah. But um, we met we met at the airport, which is funny, but we also like ended up going to the same church and didn't even realize it. So that was Oh, I forgot um, about pretty that. Pretty cool too and like such a god thing. Yeah, so we like met at the airport because Theo used to work at the airport and I was flying home um, to surprise my little sister. And we like kind of just like had like a little like meeting and it was cute and we like introduced ourselves and I don't even know but I was like very drawn to him in the moment and it just was like very Mm. sweet and then I was like I'll probably like never see him ever again and then lo and behold like 
we have mutual friends. He like works at a coffee shop I go to. We go to the same church. And it was just such a God thing. And I'm like really, really grateful for him. So that's kind of uh, like our story in a... In a sweet little nutshell. All over the place nutshell. <laughs> like in a very like, yeah, like in a little nutshell. Aww, but yeah, well, I it. love that nutshell. And I feel like there are so many things in that cute little <laughs> nutshell that I would love to little hone in and highlight. But before I pull out some things that I just love about your story is... I want to talk to the girl who probably tuned into this podcast and you hear the topic of friendships and dating and you may automatically put yourself out of that category and think, oh, this podcast isn't for me. I'm going to go find another one. I want to encourage you Mm -hmm. to stick it out because I really believe that we're going to be talking to the girls who are single. We're going to be talking to the girls who are dating. Both me and Millie are now married Mm -hmm. and we still navigate (laughs) balancing time as we are just that comes with relationships and being a human and going through different seasons of life. Um, So I just encourage you don't discount yourself and lean in because I really believe that they're just incredible, timeless principles that can be gleaned from this conversation. Um, and secondly, that leads yeah, to so my, just the purpose of having Millie on here. It's so sweet because as Millie said, we've known each other for like over five years now because we met guys mm-hmm. literally like two days before the start of our freshman year of college. I know. It's like another like cool God story, I feel it's like. It's so mm-hmm. special and so unique. I don't hear that happening like every day. And so the fact that no. we are just, like so tight and it's been so long is just so special. And y'all, the reason I wanted to have Millie on this podcast is because the conversation that we're about to have is not the first time we've had it. Like we walked through dating together and we walked through singleness, a part of it together and engaged. We've both mm-hmm. been engaged and yeah. now we're married. And so I feel like we're talking about navigating being in a dating relationship, being a girlfriend and being a good friend because we've both walked through it. And we're going to be talking about this mm-hmm. regarding things we're glad we did, things that we wish we did differently, (laughs) things that we learned, ways that we grew. And we really pray that Uh this blesses you. Um, And okay, I feel like I'm pulling a lot of things out of your nutshell. But one more thing I just have (laughs) to say. Okay. The nutshell. Okay. One more thing about this nutshell is, guys, if you are watching this episode on YouTube, you can see how lovely Millie is. And it's like, it's just... It's a parent, but I'm going to say the parent. <laughs> and uh, we always would say this in college, that Millie looked so much like Joanna Gaines. And if you go and see her on Instagram, you can see that her husband, Theo, has such... It's like she married her chip. And it is so stinking cute yeah. because, guys... It's such a oh, fun God detail. We all adore Theo. Like, he has the reddish tint <laughs> in his hair. And he, like, uh-huh. has the full beard. And it's just... Y'all yeah. are such a fun duo, and I just had to plug that because yeah. I just love that y'all are the so ones sweet. who ended up together. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, obsessed with my husband. He's so sweet, and it's cool because, like, he's my chip, but he doesn't have, like, chips, like, crazy all over the place. I would agree. He has, like, this He has like this calmness that I feel like I need more than, like, the crazy energetic type. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like, it's been such a blessing. Like, he's so gentle, has this calmness and this peace about him that I feel like I've never experienced in another person and I've never really met anybody like him. So, um, yeah, it's really sweet. He is like my chip. 
Yeah. It's so sweet. <laughs> oh. yeah. Okay, Millie. So I would love for you to talk about, we're going to get into the time when you and Theo were dating, but it is like so obvious that as friends, we were all like connected at the hip in our time of singleness. Mm -hmm. Like we would do so many things together. And I know I can speak for myself whenever I say that when I started dating Josh, like it's almost like I was kind of blindsided by how difficult it would be to navigate being a girlfriend and being a good friend and the time Mm -hmm. management that that would require. Would you say that you were kind of caught off guard by how difficult that was? And like specifically, how was that difficult for you? Yeah. So you're right. You were so right. And I think, um, we were like very attached at the hip, um, in undergrad. Like we did everything together. We would like have dinner together every night. We would go to the same workout classes. We had the same exact schedule. And I think that that made it like, that's obviously like an amazing thing. And it was such a gift from God, Mm -hmm. but it made the transition into dating a little bit harder because it was such a drastic shift from like spending a hundred percent of my time with these girls that God gave me and that are like amazing and my best friends to having to split that time with another person that God gave me. So with my boyfriend, with Theo. So, um, it was very difficult at first. And I remember, um, feeling like anxious whenever Mm. the weekend would come up because I'd be like, Oh, I know the girls have this planned, but I planned this with Theo. Like, what am I going to do? And like kind of having this like internal struggle of like, I love going to the apple orchard with my friends in October, but also like, I want to go to the apple orchard with my boyfriend too, because it's our first fall and we're dating and, um, how do I have both? So that's like kind of what I was, that's what I was feeling. And I think I was, I knew it was going to be hard and I knew that it'd be a change, but I wasn't expecting Um, I feel like I was harder on myself than anyone was ever hard on me. Mm -hmm. And I think I wasn't really expecting that. Um, Just like a lot of friend guilt, I think is what I felt. Mm -hmm. But that was really at the beginning, and I feel like it got better. And we'll talk about that more, too. Yeah. Millie, Yeah. okay, Mm -hmm. two things that you just said that were so good. One being the reality of schedule conflict. (laughs) And wanting to be, like, wishing that you could make a clone of yourself and be in two places at once because you care so much about your boyfriend and you care so much about your friends and you wish you could be everywhere at one time. I mean, I feel like Mm -hmm. just a practical example, like you said, about the apple orchard. Like, I think just some encouragement I would give to the person listening that, like, if you, say, scheduled a date with your boyfriend on a Friday night, And then later that day, find out that the girls are planning a girls' night for Friday night. And it's like one of those things where you're like, well, (laughs) dang it. Like, it had to be Friday. And I think this is where it actually, like, it sounds really simple what I'm about to say, but it actually does require some confidence. And that is to Mm -hmm. take, like, have an evaluation moment and have a conversation. So if maybe you already went on a date with your boyfriend during the week and you haven't had a girl's night in a while and you don't know when the next one could be scheduled, like if if he's your boyfriend, that means that y'all are comfortable enough with each other to have conversations, you know? So I feel like that's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. time to practice boldness and maturity yeah. and say, hey, like 
the girls are actually planning a girls night Friday. I didn't know that was going to be happening and I would really love to go. Why don't we reschedule our date night for next week? So you're still showing him like Mm -hmm. I prioritize you. I value our time together. But also this time with my friends is really special. Or if that date night on Friday was an anniversary date night, like having that bold conversation with your girls like, hey, I am so Mm -hmm. stoked about this girls night. This actually happens to be like a date we've really been looking forward to. Is there any way we can push it to Saturday and I feel like what I'm saying is really simple but I really feel like whenever I was in that time of dating those simple yet intentional conversations made a world of a difference oh my goodness so much so much so yeah and like I love that you said confidence because it's not just confidence in your own decision and what you want to do but it's confidence in your friendships Mm -hmm. and in your relationship with your boyfriend like you have to be strong enough and confident enough in your relationship with them to realize that rescheduling isn't going to make everything crumble. Exactly. Like, rescheduling is so normal. You have to reschedule so often in life, you know, and that's just part of it. It's part of a relationship. And just that understanding. To me, it almost seems like, I know it sounds like a little strange, but it seems like a good indicator of, like, if you have to reschedule a date, if you have to reschedule a girl's night, and your friends or your friends and your boyfriend are completely fine with it and they're like oh of course and they're so understanding I feel like that's a good indicator of health in a relationship I so agree Millie um and I feel like that's a good thing yeah so yeah I agree like don't shy away from those conversations um don't shy away from asking to reschedule or just communicating that you're upset that you can't go yeah because I feel like that goes a long way too so mm-hmm. true and another thing that yeah. you said whenever you were talking about just being hard on yourself and feeling this mm. friend guilt almost oh millie i i resonate <laughs> with that so deeply yeah. i felt that in a way i never even knew i could feel it like i really believe that my time of dating was such a sanctifying time of the lord pruning out so much fear of what people think and fear of conflict and such hardness on myself out of me because those things were so insanely exposed in my life because Mm -hmm. I just say I resonate with you because I feel like I I was very good at trying to mind read (laughs) what other people wanted me to do (laughs) like trying to perceive everyone else's expectations what is Josh wanting from me what are the girls wanting from me what is my professor needing from me with my like I was just like every what is everyone needing from me and it almost it robbed my time it robbed my joy of my time with anyone. Mm. Like if I was hanging out with Josh, I was so grateful for the time I had with him. But in my mind, I was like, oh no, like are the girls like upset that I'm not with them right now? Or Mm. when I was with the girls, I was so Mm -hmm. grateful, but I was like, oh no, is Josh upset that I'm not with him right now? And I feel like that was such a big thing that like I had to confess because I believe it actually put a like it put obstacles in my relationships that actually could have been avoided and it all started in between my own ears of just being afraid of what people Mm. thought and assuming who wanted me to be where and when it I would have avoided so many difficult moments if I had just been confident (laughs) in being where I was and being fully there you know (laughs) Yeah, because people enjoy your company more when you're confident in being with them. Exactly. Like, nobody wants to hang out with someone that's like, oh, I'm nervous that, like, so-and-so is mad at me. When, like, 
and you're not being present. Like, no one wants that. Um, yeah. So just, like, be confident in where you're at. I mm-hmm. love that. Yep. Yes. So smart. Yeah, they're so, you're so right. I felt that way, too. I definitely felt that way. I felt very torn mm-hmm. when I would hang out with, like, um, one group when I knew the other group was doing something or hanging out with Theo when I knew the girls were doing something. I'd feel torn as well. So that's really, really good advice, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. And I, I would love to ask you, so whenever just getting a little specific of whenever you and Theo started Mm -hmm. to date and there was difficulty that came up were there ever times where like friends approached you saying hey like I really wish we were spending more time together or Theo approached you saying hey I really wish we were spending more time together and if that did happen Mm -hmm. like how did that make you feel was that hard to navigate was that a one and done conversation or Was it kind of (laughs) over time, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was something that I feel like it was like my biggest fear going into dating that I was going to disappoint someone. Um, And so like, I feel like for the first six months of our relationship, I spread like I spread myself so thin. And we've talked about this before about like spreading yourself super thin. And I would like try to be everywhere all at once. And it was really stressful. And I feel like I just wasn't enjoying my time anywhere. Um... So, yeah, I think that that lasted for a little bit. And then I feel like I had friends that came up to me. I I definitely had friends. Some girls came up to me and they were like, hey, we really miss you. We would love it if you, like, if we could see you more. And I remember when when they first brought that up, I had this pit in my stomach. And I was like, my biggest fears are coming true. Like, I've disappointed someone and they're mad at me. And I, like, started assuming things and... Um, started living in fear, like kind of what you were talking about before. Um, And it was really hard for me. I remember just kind of explaining like where I was at and being honest with them and telling them about how hard it's been and how I felt so frustrated and how I felt like nothing's ever good enough and um, that I'm never content where I'm at. And um, we were able to talk about it. And honestly, it was so, so good. Mm. I feel like they didn't realize how hard it was. Um, and we have a story about that, me and Emma do. But um, I do. feel like they just didn't realize how hard it was um, and how hard it was to just balance my time. Um, and so that conversation was really, really fruitful. And I feel like it went really well. And I feel like it was kind of a one and done conversation. It was like, a, um, hey, we really miss you. And then I just kind of explained myself. And they're like, oh, we understand. But um, my mom always would give this advice. And I feel like this is the perfect time to share it. Because yes. when should you like not share advice from your mom? It's always the best. Um, but she said, when someone comes to you and they are bringing something up, like, hey, I really miss you. I want to spend more time with you. Um, don't, don't hear that and be offended or think that they're disappointed or mad at you. But hear it for what they're really saying. And there's, what they're saying is that they love you and they miss you and they want to spend time with you and they care about you. And I feel like that's helpful, not just in, um, friendships, but in all relationships, you know, like if anyone comes up to you and they have something critical to say, or they have, um, something to say that might, you might hear it and it might sound like disappointment. Don't automatically assume that they're mad at you. Think about what they're saying and, um, hear it out of love. I really feel like that's something simple, but it's really true. It comes from a place of love most of the time. Listen from a place of love. That's so, so encouraging. I was actually really hoping that you would share that advice from your mom, because I know we've talked about that piece of advice before. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you did because I was actually reflecting on that advice. And 
at when I was, I wrote out a challenge to the girls who are single. And so for those of mm. you who are single and who are listening, I I just want to speak to you specifically for a hot second. Um, I want to encourage you whenever you're about to approach your friend and let them know like, hey, like you're spending too much time with your boyfriend. Like we need to spend more time together having that kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, This is just what I wrote down. Are you telling your friend that they are spending too much time with their boyfriend from a place of wisdom and love? Or are you sharing it from a place of wishing you were back in the season that you were when you were both single and you had every moment to spend together? We're connected at the hip like me and Millie were just talking about. Um, regardless, talking things out, these things out is so beautiful, I think. But I also think that if you have awareness of why you're bringing up the conversation and maybe even you preface it to your dating friend, um, so that way they can know where you're coming from. The conversation will actually be a lot more productive. And I say that because I really think that there are two sides of the coin whenever those conversations typically come up. I feel like on one side of it, it's what I was just saying of it's coming from a place of love and wisdom. It's like, hey, I love you and I miss you. And I'm actually seeing something like that a lot of our time has been neglected and I just really care about you and I would love for some more of our time to be prioritized again. And that's a beautiful conversation and I think to be on the receiving end of that, like be willing to receive receive that. Like it's okay to humble yourself and say, I'm so sorry, that actually has been the case. Like let's fix that. Let's prioritize more time together. That's one side of it. The other side I think is an encouragement that my mom gave to me when I was dating. And she said, Emma, I want to really encourage you to not compare your seasons. And I say that because I think whenever we're single and we have all this time in the world to be with our friends and hang out and make all of these plans, and then we step into a dating relationship, it can be easy to think that it's going to look exactly like how it always has. But the reality is that whenever you go from season to season, you have, you have shifts, you have to adapt. There are changes that, that require you to, to make adjustments. And that's such a beautiful thing. And so I think whenever you're aware of that and you step into that season, of course, not knowing all the changes that are ahead, but you're aware that changes will come. It'll keep you from, um, having joy robbed from that season and be able to approach those kinds of conversations with wisdom and love rather than expecting something unrealistic from your friend. Emma, I love that. That is just so wise. Um, because I was thinking, and I was thinking about this a lot, um, your seasons, like when you're friends with people, your seasons don't just change like one or two times. They're going to change for your whole friendship. And there's always going to be times when maybe like some of you are married and maybe you have some friends that are single and you have some friends that are engaged and then some friends are having kids or the friends that have kids in high school and some kids, friends have, some friends have kids like in elementary school and are just like going through so many different things. And I think that learning how to adapt to changing um, seasons and friendships, it's going to help you for the rest of your life. It's not just a one and done kind of thing. It's not like, oh, great. We got through this singleness to dating transition. We're good. We're set. No, like you're going to be going through those transitions in your friendship for as long as your friends. And I think that it's really important to like figure out how to handle it with maturity and with grace 
and with confidence and honestly just like good communication I think it's just a really 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 meaningful skill that's so So, true yeah you're so right yes 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 that Mm -hmm. communication is huge and I love how you talk about it's not a one and done thing but it's like all throughout your life you're continually changing seasons and rhythms and and schedules and so there is such an encouragement like I I look back to that certain period of dating and how there were I mean those were some diff I had some difficult days like I remember sitting in the stairwell of our dorm like crying on the phone with my mom on certain nights and I was like mom I just need advice like I want to be a good girlfriend I want to be a good friend and I feel like I'm not being either <laughs> like like it hurts, it, it hurts like me. just tough stuff where you're just figuring it out you know what I mean but like yeah it it really wasn't a one and done everything that I learned in that season I'm now getting to apply in marriage and in my friendships Mm -hmm. today and also I think something really cool is that all of you girls like though that was such a difficult time I actually feel closer to you girls than I've ever felt Mm -hmm. which I think is so cool because I feel like sometimes conflict or difficult seasons can be seen as a divisive thing but whenever actually persevered through and you're seeking truth and you're seeking to just love each other well as you are learning, you actually can come out on the other side of it like closer than you've ever been. Would you say that's the case for you so too? You feel that way? Um, yes. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Like when Dio and I were dating, I remember a couple of my friends sitting me down and being like, okay, these are the things we see in this relationship that we like love and we're so happy about. And here are things that we feel like you guys could work on. And I remember looking at you guys and being like, I love you. Like, you guys are awesome. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that I have friends like you that can be so honest with me, can be so forward with me and so bold and comfortable enough to ask me about these really tough, kind of like awkward things yeah. and just bring it up. And I feel like it made me, it made our relationship stronger and it made my friendship stronger. So it's a win-win. Yeah. It really is. And I think like on the giving side of giving that criticism or that advice, I think you have to be confident, but I also think the receiving end of things, you have to just keep that mindset, keep the mindset of they love me. They want me to grow. They want what's best for me instead of being defensive about it. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. So I I was actually thinking about Mm -hmm. that and I wrote down a verse that came to my mind in reflection of it. It's in Proverbs 15, 32, and it says, refusing correction is despised to your own, is to despise your own soul. And I thought, wow, like whenever I refuse to learn, whenever, and, and Mm -hmm. every, I'm not, we're also not saying everything that your friends say is right. Like, like take the things that you hear and hold it up to God's word. Take like weigh the godly counsel. You know what I mean? But like, Uh I think whenever you have friends who love you and they love God and they're coming to you about something like to totally rebuke correction and to totally rebuke advice from those who love you, it's like you're totally despising your own self because they're sharing it out of care for who you are and your own journey, which I don't know. I feel like that kind of, that's a really sweet perspective to have of receiving correction. Cause I feel like in our flesh, we don't want to do that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My flesh was like screaming. It was like, yeah. So upset by this. And I really feel like looking back now, I'm so grateful. I had the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, with those girls. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I have friends that are honest with me. I think also like we've talked about this too. Like the reason why we're have like why we're talking about this right now is because friendships are so important when you're dating someone. Yeah. Like those are the things that they're the ones keeping you accountable. They're the ones like we talked about 
I remember we've talked about this before about how you're love blind mm-hmm. when you first start dating someone and how you have to have those friendships to just keep you in check. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another reason why we're making this podcast is because it's um, just so important to balance those relationships, especially at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. I, I love your honesty, Millie, and how you shared like the difficulties of it, of feeling like you were spread so thin and you were perceiving this friend guilt and you were being so hard on yourself. But I would also love to hear things that like you're glad that you did. What are things that like mm-hmm. that you're actually like you're proud of yourself? Like I did this really well. And if I were to go back, I would do that again. Or if I were to advise a girl about to step into it, I would encourage her to do that because I saw the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that I learned is life is crazy and it's always going to be crazy. I feel like life's not slowing down for us, I don't think. Um, And so time is always going to be something, like time management is always going to be something that we're going to have to deal with and we're going to have to do. So um, one thing that I learned through all of this, through the dating and the friendships and all of that, is if you have noticed yourself not spending enough time with a friend or maybe you notice that a friend feels like they're not spending enough time with you or you just miss your friend, tell them how you feel like shoot them a text and be like, Hey, I've really missed you lately. And I really want to spend time with you, but life has just been so busy and I've been juggling a lot of different things and just know that we should get coffee and maybe go on a date soon. And I think that just goes a long way communicating how you're feeling. Like instead of being awkward and like kind of shutting yourself in whenever you feel that friend guilt, yeah. like maybe out of that guilt, you can just shoot someone a text and be like, Hey, I love you. I like, and I'm thinking of you and I don't want you to think that I've forgotten about you. I love you. So that's one thing that I feel like has changed all of my friendships. I feel like I still do that now and I'm married and it's just life is different. So yeah, I would highly recommend doing that. And then another like practical thing that I would do, this is very practical. I'm getting down to it. Um, But I would like sit down in the morning and I would pray and I would write down all the things that I needed to get done that day. And let's say I needed to like at class and I was getting lunch with so-and-so and I had like a meeting and all these things, I was like working crazy, crazy schedule. I would try to find something that was already in my schedule that I could do with someone and invite a friend along like grocery shopping or going on a walk or grabbing coffee or like your meals, you have to eat. So go ahead and just like, you might as well eat with someone, you know, like and catch yeah. up and see a friend that you love. So those are things that I feel like I did that I'm really glad I those are skills I feel like that I learned um, during that tough time that I still like love and hold really dear. So I 100% agree that you did those things really well. And I love that you're getting practical because that reminded me of something practical to share that I hope just bring some encouragement of the girl listening and you're like, oh, okay, like that's so tangible. I can go apply this this week. Um, Or just Mm -hmm. next time this comes up, I'm going to put this in my back pocket so I can remember it Mm -hmm. but I always remember in our home like Millie said we lived together which is so fun Mm -hmm. just side note like it was so fun we we lived in a little house off campus junior year of college and it was that was one of my favorite years ever like it was the year before I got married like it was just such a special time and Mm -hmm. we really like came together and I saw the significance of the power of an invite and I'll explain Mm. what I mean like we were all in different seasons like 
two or three of us girls were single. I was engaged. Millie was dating. Like we were all in different seasons. But, and so therefore we had different schedules. We had different rhythms. Like we had work, we had homework, we had um, date nights with our, with our boyfriends. And so I think sometimes whenever some of the girls would get together to plan a girl's night and it's easy to come to your mind of like, oh, Emma has, Emma has a date tonight or, oh, so-and-so has, has homework tonight. And so out of just consideration of their schedule, you don't invite them to what you're doing, which I mean, it makes so much sense, but I, I noticed that whenever I got invited to something that even the, if the girls knew I couldn't come because I had other plans, or if I ever extended an invite to someone in our home, like knowing that they probably had other plans and they may not be able to come that invite alone went so far it just communicates hey i'm thinking of you hey i want you to be here if you can come that would be awesome if you can't we'll miss you like i feel like it's kind of an extension of what millie was just saying but i think it really comes down to the word intentionality um Mm -hmm. taking the extra mile to communicate that you're thinking of people and that you love them and that you care about them Mm -hmm. it actually goes a lot further than you may think yes Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Like I remember, and especially like, I think what you're saying is so true. And I think um, it's funny because you think you're being a considerate friend by like knowing your friend has work and not inviting them and like not texting them. Yeah. And that it's true. You are being considerate, but I feel like you could show your consideration even more by texting them and inviting them anyways. <laughs> so there's a little practical piece of advice. Yes. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Millie, I would... I would love for you to share, like, during that time of figuring out, okay, how can I love my my boyfriend well, it turned out to be my fiancé well, how can I love my friends well, the wrestling that came with that, the growth that came from that, how did you grow in your walk with the Lord through that, would you say? Yes. Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, I think that, I kind of touched on this already, but like, just having grace for myself Mm -hmm. and praying a lot about all those things, like giving it up to God and bringing it to him. That was a huge thing. Um, I feel like I was more dependent on him for um, lots of things. I was really dependent on him for uh, just like guidance on how to go about these relationships. And um, I was finding my, um, I was finding my identity and who he said I was and not what I thought other people were thinking of me. That was a big thing. Um, and I wasn't letting other people drive my decisions. I was really having to go to the Lord and ask him what I should do and, um, pray so much about it. Um, I feel like another thing was like just dating in general. I feel like this doesn't have anything to do with like, it, it has a little bit to do with balancing relationships, but dating in general is really interesting because, just like Emma and Josh, like Theo was my first um, boyfriend. And growing up, I thought that once I had a boyfriend, like the stars would align, everything would be perfect. (laughs) And I would feel like Millie 2.0. That's like kind of what I thought. Yeah. Like, really, I think I thought that I thought that I would would, like, I would literally be Millie 2.0. And like, I'd be this perfect version of myself. And um, that's just not the case. I'm like, sorry to burst your bubble if you thought that, but it's not the case. And I think that the Lord used dating as a time to really refine me and 
make my identity truly, truly, truly in who he made me to be and not my relationship status, not who my friends were. Because when you're juggling your friendships and your like romantic relationship, those are two definers. Those are two things that you could use in your flesh to define yourself. Um, and then when those things aren't like perfectly aligned and like there's conflict and there's this like inward battle and trying to figure out who you want to hang out with, neither of those things suffice. And it just becomes another added thing to kind of just like confuse you and stress you out. So it was cool, like in the midst of trying to reconcile friendships and my boyfriend, you know, and like the time that I'm spending between them, it was cool for the Lord to just kind of like sit me down and be like, okay, like, obviously these things aren't fulfilling you right now. They're just like, it's really hard. But if you come to me, like, I am going to give you rest and you'll know exactly how to spend, like, you can spend time with me whenever you want. And it was just like a really, really sweet, sweet time in my relationship with the Lord, for sure. Again, like very refining, like how you were saying, Um, I had to depend on him for a lot and um, just trust that, like, if I am doing what God wants me to do, and if I like have peace in my spirit um, and pray and ask the Lord what he thinks I should do, then that's the right thing. And that was kind of like a breakthrough for me. Oh, Millie, I love everything that you just said. (laughs) Okay, wow. First off, the power of prayer. I so, I, I second that so strongly because I do agree. Like we're talking so much about how it can be so much of a wrestle and you're, you can't expect perfection from yourself. You're navigating something you've never done before and you're human and the people you're, you're in relationships with are also human. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we can let all of those realities all consume us and we can think so much Mm -hmm. about it. We can talk so much about it and then we can think so much about it some more. And I've talked about this before, but I think sometimes like we really need to just pause and say, wait, I have thought this to the ends of it, but I have not (laughs) come to you Lord like please forgive me I have not come to ask you what you think to ask you for wisdom you say that you'll give me it without reproach when I just ask for it you say that you lead me on level ground you say that you're making my path straight you say that you're my good shepherd and that you are the one who guides me along the right path so I'm so sorry I've totally neglected to come to you first and I so agree, Millie. I I grew so much in that area as well. And I think, too, I Mm. grew a lot in the space of vulnerability with God because I was Mm. experiencing so many, like, conflicting emotions in myself of, like, just frustration and sadness and feeling overwhelmed. And I I remember starting a journal sophomore year of college, and it was the first Mm. time I'd ever started a journal this way. And I literally opened up. I said, God this is about to be really vulnerable. I'm going to just practice Mm. being so brutally honest before you. And I was so expectant as I was writing that because I knew that God was such a safe place for me and that I could be so honest with him. But it was the first time I had ever actually just gotten so real about the difficult things I was feeling. And I grew Mm. so much in my walk with God because of that honesty. And so I just, I love so much that you say that because that's so powerful. And Mm -hmm. then everything you're saying about the fact that your identity is in him and not having a boyfriend Mm -hmm. or what your friends think about you or in my case, like my mom would always give me the advice, like Emma, don't make a decision out of fear. 
And the Lord was really mm-hmm. stripping that from me. Like, Emma, are you making this decision out of fear mm-hmm. of what people think of you? Or are you making this decision out of the peace that I have given you? Um, and so I, I just, I'm so grateful for your honesty Good. because it's so true that if you, yeah. if you turn to him, you really do grow in intimacy with him through the hard seasons. So true. And he cares. He like cares he really cares. So like I remember thinking like, so like I'm having problems with time management, but I'm like, okay, God, I'm having problems with time management. Like this feels silly asking you right now to like help me and to like give me peace, but he cares. He really and it's does. so true. And also like even just talking about that season in my life, I feel like I haven't really thought about what God did in that season of dating. Because when you're dating someone, you're looking forward to engagement. And then when you're engaged, you're looking forward to marriage. And so it was just like a sweet exercise to like think back a second ago. It's like, wow, God really like he used dating to make me the person that I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like really grateful for it. It's like reflecting even on those seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so powerful. It's so, so powerful. And you were mm-hmm. talking a little bit earlier about um, how we had a story together, a full circle yes. moment. And <laughs> I would love for you to share. And I will also share like my experience of like full circle moments. But I just, mm-hmm. y'all who are listening, I would love for you to hear this because I just, I want you to know, like I want to preface this, that you may not have an experience like me and Millie did where we come to this moment of just such deep empathy for each other, where we just mm-hmm. get each other in a way that like when before we were in the same season, we we just didn't get it. And and so mm-hmm. you may not have that moment with your friend. But as you hear this story, think about like maybe a small group that you're discipling and moments that you may get to have with the girls in your small group as you share with them the things that you learned through your seasons and the things that you would do differently and wisdom you would share or with your daughter or like you have there's so many sweet moments where the lord is just so faithful to use what you have gone through and equip you to pour into other people because of it um but yeah millie i would love for you to share this full circle moment because it's I one of my favorites story. ever ever i love this story yeah, so I feel like before I share the story, I have to go back to freshman year when we first started dating Josh. And we, like, like again, did everything together. And I remember when Emma first started dating Josh, I struggled a lot. And I remember thinking, like, I just miss Emma. Like, I love Josh, and I'm so happy that they're dating, but I miss her. And I remember we had many conversations. Like, okay, like, are you going to come to girls' night? Like, we miss you. Come on, let's, like, let's hang, all those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when Theo and I first started dating, um, that's like a year later, like fast forward, like a year, Theo and I are dating. Um, I'm in like the middle of school and work and friendships. And I remember we were on a spring break trip. So this was like the first time Theo and I have been apart um, since we started dating. And I was with all of my like best, best friends and we were in Florida and it was so fun. And I remember just like being exhausted because so much was going on. And I was like trying to juggle all these relationships and everything was new. And there was like that shift from being single to dating and that's a huge shift. And I remember me and Emma were talking and she was asking me about Theo and how things were going. And I remember looking at her and being like, Emma, (laughs) you are like, you have done such a good job balancing things with Josh. And I'm so sorry. And I remember just looking her in the eyes and saying and apologizing and being like, I'm so sorry for not giving you enough credit and not giving you enough grace 
when you guys first started dating because I didn't realize how hard this was until I was walking through it myself. Um, And you're right. It was a deep, deep moment of empathy and vulnerability and honesty. Um, And I remember just like looking at her and being like, Emma, you paved the way and you, you worked so hard to try to balance all these relationships. And it was way harder for you because you were the only one dating. And now I have, there's like a, there was a couple, like a handful of us dating people. So it was a little bit easier. Um, But yeah, I remember just that moment of looking at you and being like, Oh, I understand now. And I don't think I could have ever understood unless I was dating someone. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that moment, (laughs) it was such a, it was such a sweet moment. I honest, to be so honest, like I felt like I was getting such a big hug from the Lord of like, just, just, I don't know the feeling of empathy. It just was like a big hug. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also really humbling because though Millie, you said those kind words, like that is in no way saying that I did it perfectly. Like, because (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like I have full circle Um, moments of difficult conversations with you girls of saying like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry because I, I know I'm not doing this perfectly. I'm so sorry because Mm. we have like, I haven't had a girl's night with y'all in a while, or I'm so sorry. I'm like figuring this out. And I, uh, there are things I wish I had done differently, you know? And, and so Mm -hmm. it was like, a comforting moment and it was also such a humbling moment because it was like wow we really are just we're all girls who love god and we are navigating life and we get to do it together and mm-hmm. i think that there's just such a sweet thing about like loving each other well even whenever you don't you may not fully get it so like to the girl who's listening Mm -hmm. and you have a best friend who's in a season and she's navigating it and you may just not get it because you're not in it or vice versa like just I want to just encourage you continue to love her well continue to invest well continue to be intentional show grace have the hard conversations and and just know that like you'll be so glad that you invested well because I don't know we just we all like we said earlier we all go through different seasons and they change and they shift and and I don't know we we get to navigate through life together and learn from each other as we go through it and so I'm thankful for those full circle moments where we get to just over and over again encourage with each other empathize with each other and share what we've learned it's like we get to do that all our life so it's really special yeah that's so true. Like it doesn't end after that one conversation. Right. Um, it's always going to be that way. And I'm just so grateful for you. I'm em. so grateful for you. I, really really. I feel like this podcast <laughs> is a full circle moment where like now it, we're getting to yeah, talk about it together about and we're getting to pour into so many women on this podcast <laughs> from all the things that we learned and walked through. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> so true. It's like, do like, don't do what I did. Do these things differently, you know, yeah. but it, you're right. It is a full circle moment. And I think that like, because we had that full circle moment going from singleness to, to like dating um, it was really cool to see how dating to engagement and engagement to married was like a lot smoother for us. Mm-hmm. I feel like we both were like, okay, like I under like she's in it. Like when you were engaged, I remember being like, she's got a lot going on. Like I'm gonna like love you the best I can <laughs> and like understand that you were planning a wedding and that's a lot. And then when you got married, I was like, okay, now she's married. Like things are gonna be different and our relationship's gonna change. And it's so much better off 
like for it, you know, for those changes and those shifts. And yeah, yeah, just grateful for you. Em. I'm so grateful for you, Millie. I'm so grateful to have you on this <laughs> podcast. And I'm so grateful for yeah. your wisdom, for your walk with God, uh, for your love for Theo and for your love for us girly pops. <laughs> yeah, the girly pops. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, we like, yeah. It's so special. So, so special. And really everyone is. who's listening, I just hope that you feel so related to, so encouraged in knowing that you're not alone. Navigating seasons is a universal thing. You are not by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that you've just been encouraged in wisdom from our experience, from the word of God, and just given practical advice on how to love your people well and make the most of the season that the Lord has you in. And I can't wait to talk to Mm -hmm. y'all next week. Bye guys.